Welcome to Rewilding Work. I'm Paul Miller. After our book, Nature of Work, the new story of work for a living age, was published in 2021, it was fascinating to see where the main interest in the book came from. Myself and my co-author, Shimreet James, gave book talks to the IMF, Vodafone, business schools, and even a couple of literary festivals. There were two distinct groups who picked up on the idea of the company as a living system, as more like a forest than a factory. One group was senior and generally older executives who had key change roles in their organisations. And the other group, who were very early in their careers and wanted to make a difference to shake up what work was about and its place in our society. For me, both groups felt like they had agency, the ability to make a change, make a difference. I guess, understandably, the group left in the middle with those who were rather hemmed in and unable to make the same impact as change agents that they might wish to. In fact, after the success of the book, we hosted a three-day online event titled Nature Work Live. The interviews we recorded for that event with both groups of changemakers were fantastic. And that was what gave us the idea of launching this channel, Rewilding Work, with great guests from inside the world of work, plus expert commentators coming into the studio to share their analysis, their reflections on each interview. Some of the conversations from Nature of Work Live are just as relevant today as they were when they were first released in 2021. And one of those guests was the ever-articulate and impressive changemaker, Tony Van Winkle from Adobe. At the time, she was a senior director for digital workplace experience at Adobe in San Jose, and having made the experience area her own, and is now the vice president. So do subscribe and like right here so you get alerted about each new episode. Now let's hear from Tony. Well, Tony, it's just delightful to have another chance to catch up with you and and share that conversation with others today. Just to get us started, when I think about hybrid working, I see the nature of work as a new mental model for reshaping the wider employee experience inside of organizations just like Adobe. And I know that you've been among the early adopters of now thinking or nature of work thinking. And I'm really curious to hear about how you're starting to incorporate that into Adobe's digital transformation agenda. Yeah, thank you for that question. And thank you for um, the dialogue today, Nancy. It's been a while since we've had a chance to chat. Um, there's a couple of things that come up for me that align directly to the now uh, principles. And one is just around regeneration. And so when we think about putting the employee or the humans at the center, um, I often think about the changing expectations that we have around work. Some of the macro shifts are, you know, we're no longer just thinking about that paycheck. We're thinking about our purpose and um, how we're showing up as whole humans, which means our wellness, our purpose, and our work are all really important. 
I think about, of course, the shift from being very office centric in the way that we design a workplace experience to working from anywhere. And, you know, this whole, you know, kind of, I remember when I started at, at work uh, at a young age, it was all about that nine to five and very prescribed hours of work. And now it's more about being able to work anytime, anywhere with a lot of flexibility. And even prior to the pandemic, we were shifting from what I would say is much more of a, a loyalty-based uh, environment in terms of, of work climate to much more experience and employee engagement base. And so these shifting priorities really lead us to some of the other things around uh, things like biodiversity and thinking about how we measure in the environment or the, the health of the ecosystem. And so what we've done is really leaned into uh, the fact that there's not a one size fits all and that we have multiple personas in our environment that we need to address. So this changing expectation and turning it into a much more human centric design um, environment as we go to solutioning. I think you've picked up on some really interesting points that I want to unpack a little bit as we're talking. You pointed out regeneration as one of your early focus areas, thinking about the nature of work elements. And I think that's so important because so many organizations are talking about going back to normal. And I think we are working with a whole new set of normal and that organizations need to be thinking differently about what the organizational needs are going forward. And part of that has to do with becoming agile thinkers, mm -hmm. um, allowing people to be able to take time to figure out new ways of integrating work and life, as you've just described. I think there, there was very much a focus on coming into the office nine to five, as you described it. But now there has to be a bit more fluidity, especially as you think about not only health events like COVID, but, but also weather events that have come up, um, political events that have come up that really force us to slide the hybrid working spectrum as time goes by. So lots more unknowns in the mix and being able to renew and regenerate as we work through some of these challenges becomes critically important. And so you've shared a couple of other elements like biodiversity, and, and that's one that I'd like to talk a little bit more about um, as well. So dipping into that space um, a bit further, tell us a little bit about what some of the tangible benefits have been for the Adobe employee experience and, and digital transformation overall. Mm -hmm. So first, I just want to recognize that not every environment is like the environment at Adobe. I know that over the last 19 months, um, several people have been working as, for example, first responders. 
um, or in service industries that have been adversely impacted um, by the situations, both political, um, environmental, and medical that we've had over the past year. Um, you know, my own stepdaughter is a nurse, and she's been hard at work throughout this time leaning into this moment. So I do want to recognize that not all experiences at this are the same. At Adobe, as a software company, we often think about biodiversity in terms of a couple of things. First of all, are the people okay? So we've had to ask ourselves some really big questions like, you know, how can, uh, are the humans uh, healthy? Um, it, it Can the business thrive in a virtual environment or even in a hybrid environment? Are we really being productive when we are at home? How are things like the social issues, the uncertainty and overall wellness impacting not only our employees, but their own families and environment? And so what has happened and what we see is that people are creating their own rhythm. And so what's come out of that is this really lean into how do we become much more empathetic about understanding, knowing, and, you know, therefore designing work for our employees. Some folks are really, really chomping at the bit, if you will, to come back to the office and others, not so much. When we think about factors like, you know, I have small children at home that can't get vaccinated. If I go into work, does that expose me in some way? and thus ex expose my family and have this knock-on effect. So the benefit of using something like a human-centered design approach is that you start to have much more empathy about the diverse environment and the personas that are there. And this has been beneficial because we've been able to say, okay, as we measure people's productivity, we can design uh, for uh, someone who's going to be much more well and productive in an office environment and others who might need to work from home a few days a week to kind of manage all aspects of their lives. So that's one benefit, uh, understanding, knowing that it's not one size fits all and being able to design for the specific personas and work styles that we have in our environment. The other thing by measuring, actually looking at data like meetings and uh, emails and Slack messages and things like this, we have information about how people are working in the environment. And what we found at Adobe is that people are working really hard. In fact, we found hyper productivity has become an issue that we need to address. And what our chief people officer has done is giving us a, a global day off like every six to eight weeks where we've had to say, you know what, turn off the digital and go get refreshed, recharged, and then come back at it because we've, we've noticed this hyper productivity. The other thing is we've realized that, especially coming back into a hybrid world, that we've enjoyed what I would call something pretty close to a level playing field as we've all been in our three by two inch boxes on these screens. And now we need to start to look at parity in our new environment that's coming up. 
And so what happens when some people are in the office and some people are on the screen, um, this is this is something that we're studying now. So so a benefit of taking this very human centered design approach is you start to discover more opportunities to make the experience a lot richer in the diverse environment. Mm -hmm. And certainly as you start to look at all of these elements impacting diversity, there's almost this silver lining effect on organizational culture as a whole. You talked a little bit about empathy. You talked about this element of leveling the playing field. We've heard other members talk about a level of authenticity emerging in organizations as well as active listening. So tell us a little bit more about how your team is factoring in cultural shifts that may be happening inside of Adobe within these digital experience initiatives alongside biodiversity. Right. It's it's really interesting because I think about both our values and our culture. And so Adobe's values are to be genuine, to be innovative, to be exceptional and be involved. Our culture, however, if I define culture by the way we get our work done, uh, kind of the way we do things around here, um, that has varied so much for all the reasons that I said previously. We're working at our own pace. We have a diverse set of personas in the environment and so on and so forth. So when we think about culture itself, we think about how do people want to engage with information and each other? So one of the things you might be aware of, Nancy, is that we've launched a a mobile app called the Adobe Life app. And what it is, is it's a way for you to engage at work, at home, on the go with information, other colleagues, and experiences that can be done in very few touches. And so we've been able to, you know, incorporate things like a little bit of gamification. One fun thing, for example, from a cultural perspective is uh, during our intern season, we had interns from around the world engaging on this mobile platform and they actually created content that made sense to them. So we created an intern campus and guess what they invented? the intern show, which was like a little podcast (laughs) that highlighted the way you get work done, as well as like these key talented personalities that had just been introduced into our environment. So those are unique ways. Like we hadn't had a mobile app where you could create content that made sense for you. We were feeding content for people. And so this was one of those new experiences that we're looking at in the environment. I always love the anecdotes that you share. They give such richness, such gravitas to the practices that you and your team are employing. And then, of course, the impact that these things are achieving, um, inspiring innovative thinking or content creation, as you've described it. Let's peek a little bit into the future as we shift from pandemic to endemic. What do you think are the most important nature of work elements that will take on added importance for your team and by extension, the organization. Right. You know, often I think about 
us in the digital workplace area, creating the container for the glorious, wonderful, creative, innovative products that Adobe makes. And, you know, you've heard me say this before, Nancy, I talk about removing the friction in the environment so people can do their best work and helping the technology, you know, help us be more human. And so when I think about that in terms of the nature of work, I often think about let's lift all the voices so that we can get great ideas. And this this is a principle from one of our founders that said great ideas come from everywhere in the organization. So how can we amplify those voices to have uh, great ideas? And that speaks right back to biodiversity. The container itself is about those habitats that you create where things can flourish. What if we had some creativity involved? What if we had some gamification? What if we were able to do this in a multi-channel way where you can engage on the surfaces that made sense for you? For the interns, it was so fun being on the mobile app. That's not true for everybody, right? And so how do we start to do that? I think the one thing that many organizations really need to think about, particularly in hybrid, is how we create community connection, and that harkens to relationship. And if we're moving away from, you know, the traditional style of systems thinking into a more natural style of ecosystem thinking, we need to think about how all these components of our environment are having an impact on people. And so in creating that container, how can we create uh, much more connectedness that allows for those natural interactions and natural relationships to flourish, even when you're not in the same room? Well, Tony, that's some great advice to cap off our time together. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks go to Tony. And of course, to you, Nancy, that was amazing. Really interesting stuff. It's hard to believe I've known Tony for probably about seven years now. And she is just such a thoughtful leader and someone who has very much established herself as a go-giver in our industry circles. I loved some of the things she said, but we can start to unpack that now. Paul, what were your initial thoughts? Well, I love the way... I mean, Tony's a strategic thinker within an organization that I think is receptive and open to change in Adobe. And the way she links it through to the different um, elements in the book, regeneration, biodiversity, listening. I mean, I loved the intern club and the way that they give them an app and then they start to use the app to create their own content. And, you know, we, we've been talking, haven't we, about one of the themes has been around this issue with retention, um, attraction of people to organizations. And I think you really kind of feel like you'd like to work for Adobe. At least I kind of would think that when I listen to anybody from there. Is it a company you know? Yes, it, it is. I, I've, I've done several talks there to different people. Um, we've had quite a few of our member meetings there. Nancy, haven't we, over the years, they've been a very 
open. It's, it's a kind of nice place to be. I always remember walking down one of the corridors there and getting a sort of tour of their offices in San Jose and they said, oh, that's where the uh, guy who invented Photoshop is. And you kind of go, actually, there are people actually inventing these <laughs> things. So it's, it's a fun place. Yeah, well, and obviously she talked about regeneration. She talked about biodiversity. She talked about positive, fun stuff uh, in that way. Um, and I really liked the fact that she picked up on something that is talked about all around me and I'm not even in business, but there's not going to be a back to normal. There's going to be a new normal. So what does that new normal look like? And actually she felt like she, she wanted to embrace that. Let's not go back to normal. Let's go new normal all out like proper regeneration. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, um, I think you're right, Nancy. Tony's somebody who absorbs ideas, kind of filters them, and then looks at how to kind of enable that within the organization. And this whole idea that, that we've been talking about of, of moving from concept to practice, which I think is the really interesting, uh, part. Um, it, it sort of reminded me of a story. I've got, I've got to talk one story about our builders at, and a building project we've got. I know I've kind of been wanting to mention that for a while, but this is an interesting one and it has got relevance. So one of the people in the building work we're having done it in our home uh, used to be a hairdresser, quite a high-end hairdresser. And then at the beginning of the lockdown, found himself without any work. So he's become a builder. And I was talking to him and the reason why he prefers building, even though he's earning less money doing that, is because he can finish at 3.30 each day. He can have time with his partner and he can have a better work-life balance. And I think in the things that Tony was talking about in terms of regeneration, I mean, Adobe is quite, uh, I'm not say conservative, but they're a very face-to-face -face culture and they're used to working in that way. So adjusting to this alternate ways of working, I think has probably taken something quite a lot from them. It's interesting. I, I loved the idea that Tony was talking to you about, um, well, first of all, hyper productivity, which I hadn't heard before. And the, and the, the antidote to that, a global day off. What did you think to that, Nancy? So from my point of view, people are among the most important assets that organizations have. And it feels like we're starting to see a coming of age, one where people are bringing their whole selves to work with them each day. So that's body, mind, spirit, heart. And people aren't just machines slated to produce code in the case of, um, you know, Adobe's uh, technical prowess. Um, but people also need to feel connected to each other and um, have a sense of community. And they also need headspace. When we think about the number of meetings, especially knowledge workers, are faced with day-to-day, -day, sometimes double, even triple booked, they need headspace to reflect, to create, to recharge, to regenerate, to connect, to plan, and even to give back. And so the notion of things like global days off, I think are critically important to create headspace. 
Um, other organizations are experimenting with other ideas, whether it's meeting free Fridays or uh, even Adobe's long, um, long-standing practice of sabbaticals or even DWG's practice of um, eliminating internal meetings on a rolling six-week basis, all with the idea that you give people a chance to breathe so that when they do come back to a normal day, whatever normal is these days, um, they are bringing all of themselves refreshed, recharged, focused to the next set of things they need to tackle. Yeah, I mean, that, that reminds me, Nancy, that what Nancy's referring to is something we introduced at the beginning of COVID called DWG Quiet Week. So every six weeks, we, everybody keeps working. It's just they don't have any meetings. They don't send stuff to each other. It's just a kind of quiet week. It's like trying to turn the volume dial down. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that we did for the first time in August, we, we, we just gave everybody on staff a free week's holiday off. Um, just to kind of say thank you for everything that people have done. Because as Tony's talking about, the issue with people working in a more remote, distributed way is not that they underperform, it's, it's they're overproductive. There's too much production going on. Yeah. So the machine, the, you know, becomes too kind of animated. And so I think trying to settle that down. But it also made me think about the fact that, and this is something that came up with Carly uh, yesterday, this idea that, Technology really has a key part to play in this. The digital workplace does by by giving you an understanding of how people are behaving, of what's happening, who's communicating with who, who's not communicated. Is that an issue? Somebody who's very communicative all of a sudden goes quiet, you know, and, and, and we don't want to be intrusive. But on the other hand, in any ecology, in any system like a family, you know, you want to be attuned to each other and listening for, for, for signs. That's really interesting. But things were already changing mm. before, and it sounds that maybe Adobe is one of those companies that were already making some of those big changes in approach to the whole self and the kind of idea of heart-centered leadership and, and hearing each other and empathy. Are they? Is this unusual in the business world? I mean, I've been working with organizations for... 35 years. And I, I, I did a talk to the IMF in 2016. And I, I said at that time, I'd never been in a, a period where organizations were so open to new ideas, so uncertain about what the future looked like. So I think it has been building. But I think COVID was probably needed. Because I think if something hadn't, if you like, ruptured the flow, we wouldn't, I mean, people have talked about remote working, flexible working for 30 years, mm-hmm. but overnight it happened. Would it have happened with COVID? Eventually, yes. But I think the, if you like, one of the silver linings from what has been a horrendous period in so many ways has been this this fracturing of, of kind of corrosive and no longer functional ways of working. Yeah. Yeah, Nancy, how do you, how is how do you observe that on the other side of the pond? <laughs> I would certainly say so. There are a mix of organizations out there. That's the reality. There are still some organizations that are craving to go back to what was normal and have everyone back in the office. But I think increasingly what we're starting to see is a new level of 
emotional intelligence emerging in organizations, one that embraces the idea that um, people are bringing their whole selves to work. And um, there can be some distinct advantages to doing that. Um, and so they're really looking to embrace um, what individuals are bringing in new and holistic ways. And I think on the other side, we will see a spurt of um, innovation happening, um, as well as new ways of working um, that are unprecedented. It's really interesting. Well, that's kind of like, yeah, that's what's happening, isn't it? It's a bit, I mean, the example I told of our builder is, 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 is happening in lots and lots of places, in lots and lots of organisations. People recalibrating. And, and I, I kind of would hope that organisations and some of the ones we're seeing here and others in the book are, are kind of not unique, but they're kind of pioneers or leading edge indicators of, of a change that we, we all really need. It feels like we're very much uh, going from a top-down business approach to a much more organic system from what I'm observing and hearing. It's less about leadership dictating and more about leadership encouraging the growth and, and nutrition of the yeah, system. Yeah, I, I do wonder, worry, though, where this is manifesting itself in the frontline workers the you know the workers that we've said were essential key workers yeah. and and i don't think i don't know what you think nancy but i don't think that's a a, a puzzle that's been resolved yet um, interestingly enough just by giving people in those roles far more autonomy over the shape of their working week the the ability to shift sh uh, ro uh, rotors with colleagues and things like that can can actually really change the way that people work. But I, I think that's a group, group that we've paid a lot of lip service to, but haven't yet d delivered on. Right. Okay, well, for now, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, you two. Adobe is one of those companies I could actually imagine myself working for. Creative, innovative, and setting their own Silicon Valley standards from the start. And Tony's a powerful spokesperson and change maker there. Hybrid working is still deep in the weeds of experimentation. And like a fine wine, Tony's comments have aged beautifully. So here are my three seeds to plant in your organization based on what Tony said and the conversation with Nancy. The first one is that we are in a regeneration moment. Whatever you do, don't slip back into the old broken habits, but seize the opportunity to imagine and bring to life a new, more humane way of working. Second seed, hybrid working in its digital spaces has been and is a leveller. No matter who you are, whether the CEO or a new hire assistant, online you occupy the same digital real estate. The corner office of Mad Men Days has gone, we hope. Number three, experiment with new agile work patterns. It's not one size fits all. Pay close attention to human needs and try and let those preferences become the new patterns. Next time, we're going to be joined by drag queen and environmentalist Patagonia 
one not to miss. So do subscribe and like right here so you get alerted about every new episode. See you next time. <laughs>